Hello, welcome to this first episode of String Music Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Suo, and we are recording this on October 21st at night. This right now is 10 p.m., and the season has just started. Every team has played two or three games right now. There are two games currently going on, Um, and let's just jump in and get to what I wanted to talk about. First off, there's already been a couple games played, so I wanted to get into what I've noticed so far. And um, right now, I think Giannis and Kawhi are the two best players in the East. Um, And in the West, I think the two best players are LeBron and Curry. Uh, Kawhi has led the Raptors to a 3-0 record so far. I know that doesn't mean anything because it's so early in the season. But what I've really noticed is that the Raptors have an elite defense with Kawhi and Danny Green out there, along with Lowry and um, their other players. I don't really think Serge Ibaka is a good defender. I think he's really overrated, especially defending the post. Um, I don't think Balanchunas is a good defender either. But uh, the Raptors have other pieces, uh, especially coming off the bench. Um, that they can definitely have an elite defense. I watched them play the Celtics. They beat the Celtics, and Kawhi was single-handedly taking his man out of the game. The Celtics are pretty well coached, too. As for the Raptors, um, I actually think they're not as well coached as the Celtics. Um, Nick Nurse right now is an inexperienced coach. I see the sets that they run. They do rely a lot on Kawhi. I remember when uh, Kawhi first got out of the game against the Celtics, the Celtics went on a mini run, and they had to sub Kawhi back into the game. But um, right now they rely too much on Kawhi. Kawhi is taking some difficult shots too. Although he's made me, he's made some. He's uh, taken some difficult shots. He's become a little bit of a distributor too. Um, using the attention that he draws to dish out to other players. And he is, I really think he might be a top three player in the league again. He looks healthy, he looks explosive, and he, he's still maintaining that elite level of defense. As for Giannis, I think he um, is the Greek freak. He hasn't been shooting well still. He definitely needs to work on his mechanics. I think he shoots too high, and his elbow is not... Um, people say you need to tuck in your elbow, but I don't think that's true. I think you need to turn so your shooting shoulder is facing the hoop. Uh, you need a slight turn. You don't square both shoulders to the hoop. And the problem with Giannis is he's a little bit stiff on his jump shot. Um, I, but he doesn't. he has the talent and the physical gifts that he doesn't have to rely on his jump shot, and he can still be the best player in the league. But right now, I don't think he is. I have Kawhi, Curry, and LeBron ahead of him, but I do have him fourth. Um, what else have I noticed? Well, I've noticed that uh, LeBron's on the Lakers. Right now, they're 0-2, and um, they really need some shooting because they're starting lineups, and they're, they're too deep, actually, really lack shooting. And I have a solution, which you might not hear anywhere else, but Luke Walton 
actually might want to play the two rookies that they drafted in Mo Wagner and Svi Mikhailuk because they can bring some shooting to the team and they can bring some energy. And using their gravity, they can actually help LeBron get open and LeBron can be put in better situations. Right now, LeBron is adapting and he's finding that chemistry, but also he's learning to play off the ball a little bit as Rondo and Lonzo Ball have been handling the ball a little bit, even KCP a little bit. Um, but LeBron is learning to play off ball. They got some good actions for him in the uh, Lakers offense and he can also be, they could use him in the short roll to attack hedges because um, he's really dangerous with his vision and his decision making is really on point and also Rondo can also be the man who uh, when LeBron draws the double team he can kick it to Rondo and Rondo can run the four on three in the half court and make good decisions so he's got some weapons, but he definitely needs some shooting. And I really think Svi Mikhailuk and Mo Wagner could bring some energy and some shooting off the bench. Their defense, a little bit questionable, but as a rookie, your defense is probably most likely going to be questionable anyway. And uh, LeBron, if he wants to be the main ball handler, he needs some spacing. And he needs to have threats on the outside to help him... Uh, open up the driving lanes so he can, uh, you know, run the offense the same way he did in Cleveland. Although I do think he's adapting to the new actions and he's getting better at playing off the ball and he's getting better at making certain decisions. Um, he's not dominating the ball so much. And I really think the Lakers, I think they'll make the playoffs this year. Uh, we will have a playoff preview coming up later in the podcast I think they'll make the playoffs this year I just don't see them contending seriously I but I really think one of their best uh five-man lineups will include either Svi Mikhailuk or Mo Wagner um uh they really need that threat and playing with LeBron Mo Wagner and Svi Mikhailuk can definitely get some open shots and they'll do pretty well as rookies Although Mo Wagner right now is injured. Uh, what else have I noticed? I've noticed that uh, as of this recording, Trey Young just dropped, uh, I think, 35 points against the Cavaliers. And I I was high on Trey Young since college. He, he's going to struggle on defense. He is undersized. But I really believe in his shooting ability. And no one may be talking about it, but he has incredible vision and incredible passing ability. He does turn the ball over a little bit much, and uh, he does take some ill-advised shots. If he can cut on cut out on those, he can be a really solid rookie and may even contend for Rookie of the Year. Although, I will predict all the NBA awards later in the segment, in a different segment, sorry. But Trey Young, he looks like a solid rookie so far. Uh, his passing ability is showing up, his... Uh, ability to stretch the floor is showing up and I really think he is the uh, gonna be the franchise point guard for the Hawks and they made a good draft pick honestly I really think they did not mess up their decision to trade uh, the pick for Doncic to get Trey Young also what else have I noticed I've noticed that Golden State 
is as expected. Their defense is still elite. Draymond Green is anchoring that defense. He's getting all the assignments correct, making sure that um, all and uh, the Golden, Golden State still has all the switchable pieces to make switches on defense. And Curry's defense is actually pretty good. Not on ball, but off ball, he's really smart. He doesn't get hung up on screens. He fights through screens, and he makes sure that he switches off of uh, people who can take him in the post and who can dominate him down low and switches with Draymond or Iguodala or Livingston or whoever. Uh, they, they can switch off ball. Golden State's got a really good scheme on defense. They don't allow anyone to the middle. They play ice in certain situations, and they um, they don't really like blitz the ball handler. They stay disciplined, and they can. I really think they're gonna repeat this year. I also think that they're the most well coached team in the NBA. No one gives Steve Kerr enough credit. Steve Kerr's offensive brilliance is on another level. I really think he's a better coach than even Greg Popovich. Um, and that may be hard for some of you to hear, but it's true. If you watch all the sets that they run, watch how he puts Curry and Durant into in positions to succeed, and Thompson, and how he generates open shots with the high post splits and the low post splits. It's um and the off ball screening and the different actions that they have. I really think Steve Kerr. And with their defensive philosophy, I really think Steve Kerr is the best coach in the NBA and is already one of the best coaches of all time. Um, and you can fight me on that, but you better bring some evidence that he's not, you know. Okay, uh, what else have I noticed? I've noticed that the Raptors' defense has been elite, or at least I think it's elite, especially with Kawhi anchoring that defense. Uh, they have a ton of pieces. They got high-energy guys. Um, their philosophy is also really good, but, um, I don't think it'll be as good as Golden State's defense, and I don't think, um, they'll be able to challenge Golden State, although I do believe they have a chance at the finals. I think if they were to face the Celtics, it would come down to the wire. I think they're a better team than last year, too. I'm not a great, great fan of Dwayne Casey's coaching. Nick Nurse hasn't shown me much yet, um... Their offense is still okay, but I think they're better off without DeRozan and better with Kawhi because Kawhi is definitely a better decision maker and he can dominate games, whereas DeRozan, he can cost his team some games and in crucial moments, I do not want to rely on him as a decision maker. But we will actually preview the Spurs a little bit later on and we'll talk about DeMar DeRozan. What else have I noticed? Uh, the Jimmy Butler situation. I have my opinion personally is that he has every right to demand a trade, and I don't think his antics are too much or anything like that. I think he's going out there, competing, working hard, and showing that he can dominate. And he's playing really well too. And I think he it's a good decision for him to play this season and play until he gets traded. Because he needs to show that he can still dominate and audition for other teams. And show that other teams should covet him, you know. And his defense is still really good. He's had the ability to take over games. 
and I really think he will do well. And as a, as a team, uh, I really think the Timberwolves might struggle, but uh, we'll talk about that later. What else have I noticed? I've no watching the Oklahoma City Thunder. I actually do not think they will make the playoffs, and here's why: Billy Donovan has been a terrible coach. He might be one of the worst in the NBA. He has not put uh, his players in position to succeed, and I really do not think that he's prepared them well. And here's how: uh, the decision making of Russell Westbrook. We know it's been criticized, so I will try not to get too much into that, although it is a pet peeve of mine. But the fact that Billy Donovan is not able to rein in his players, teach them how to make good decisions, how to he's not able to set his players up for success. I don't think the Thunder will even make the playoffs this year. I truly believe that. Um, I can see more than eight teams that are better than them. Uh... Even though they have a superstar in Paul George and a superstar in Russell Westbrook, both of them can struggle in clutch moments. And the reason for that is they don't always make the right decision. And I see they rely too much on their talent and not enough on their smarts. And smart teams will be able to pick the Thunder apart. Steven Adams is, I think, their most valuable player. Um... He can anchor a defense, so I think the Thunder will always be in games, but I don't see them as one of the top eight teams in the West this year. Okay, now back to the Spurs. I really think the Spurs will struggle this year. Uh, as for whether or not they will make the playoffs, I'll get into that later. But I see DeMar DeRozan as a bad decision maker, and his game is just not suited for the modern NBA and the Spurs game is not really suited for the modern NBA. I, I'm glad they added Marco Bellinelli. He's a good shooter. He's got that gravity. I think he'll be one of the Spurs' best players. But Aldridge, DeRozan, they shoot mid-range shots. Gasol is pretty slow. Uh, I'm not sure if Greg Popovich is... Um, even his heart is still in it. Because when I watch the games, the Spurs... Offense and defense have some struggles, and but so far it is early in the season. But DeRozan, relying on a so-called superstar like DeRozan, is not how you want to make it into the playoffs in the West this year. As DeRozan is a poor decision maker, he doesn't really understand spacing and timing, and he's not a great distributor. He's not a great three-point shooter. Um... His weaknesses vastly out. He's not a good defender. His weaknesses vastly outweigh his strengths. He'll give you 23 points, maybe. But I really think he can. If he were a good decision maker and a slightly better shooter, I really think he has the talent and the potential to average over 30 a game and the athleticism. But his decision making, his ability to pass and see the court. His understanding of basketball and spacing and timing is not great. Not what you want from a superstar if you're going to rely on him as much as the Spurs will. And also, one thing I've noticed about the Spurs is they try to run the ball onto the block too much, even if there isn't a mismatch. Um, 
I see LaMarcus Aldridge taking fadeaway mid-range jumpers. I think he should rely on his hook shot more and um, his ability to uh, use his footwork. But LaMarcus Aldridge and DeRozan haven't been making the greatest decisions and have been taking some bad shots, to be honest. And I really think the Spurs will struggle this year. And it will be a major question whether they get into the playoffs in a tough, tough West. Okay, now that I talked about what I've noticed so far, I want to jump into some predictions for NBA awards. Okay, let's start with Rookie of the Year. I think this will come down to three rookies. I think it will be between DeAndre Ayton, Luka Doncic, and Trey Young. I know a lot of people want to say Trey Young is a bust, but I really like him, and I'm high on him. And I'm high on Luka Doncic and DeAndre Ayton as well. But I think the winner of the Rookie of the Year for this season will be DeAndre Ayton. And uh, DeAndre Ayton is just too talented. He's got all you want from a big man. He's got the post moves. He Well, he doesn't have the ability to play great defense yet. He has the potential. He's got the length. He's got the size. He's got the soft touch in the post. He can add some shooting. His stroke doesn't look that bad. And he is an okay passer. And his defense really could improve. But he's got the size and the length and the quickness and the potential to address that and get that coached up. I think him playing with Devin Booker and playing with uh, Josh Jackson and TJ Warren and... um, yeah, the rest of the Suns team actually may benefit him as he'll see a lot of uh, minutes and he'll see a lot of opportunities. So I think he will be able to put up the numbers that can eke him out a win in the Rookie of the Year race over. And I think second will be Luka Doncic and third will be Trey Young. I see uh, Luka Doncic and Trey Young, they both have incredible vision and passing ability. They're both um, offensively well-rounded. They both can shoot it. Um, the difference is Luka Doncic is, has the size and the ability to affect the game in so many ways. And he's one of the most well-rounded players out of Europe that I've ever seen. So I think Luka Doncic finishes ahead of Trey Young in the voting. But I think it'll be close. But I see DeAndre Ayton being the rookie of the year this year next we move on to most improved player I think the most improved player this year will actually be a Brooklyn net and by that I mean Karis LeVert I so far he's been efficient he's been playing really well he's already dropped his career high in two straight games and in his third game he dropped 19 but he was 8 for 9 from the field I uh, see Karis LeVert as the most improved player because of his ability to run both guard spots. He can run the pick and roll. He He's already taken a clutch layup. He's added some strength. In his college days, he was really skinny. But he's added some strength and some bulk, and you can really see it in his game. His handle has always been tight. His three-point shooting is around average. Uh, it's not a weakness by any means. And his defense... It's not like elite by any means, but it, he has the potential, the length, 
and the quickness and the shiftiness to improve his defense. But speaking of shiftiness with Karis LeVert, he is really shifty on the offensive end. He's crafty and smooth. Um, you never know what move you're going to get from him. And he reads the defense really well. And he's also a good passer. He can play the lead guard position and uh, run the offense. And you can actually run the offense through him. So I really think Karis LeVert will be the most improved player. Do I see him being an all-star? Honestly, he might. He might be an all-star this year in the East. The East is not as talented as the West. I could see him being an all-star reserve. Okay, for Defensive Player of the Year, I have Kawhi Leonard winning it. Now, usually it goes to a big man, but Kawhi Leonard is truly one of the best defenders of all time. And he can shut down any position, any player at any given time. His defensive technique is incredible. He always moves his feet, never crosses his feet. His footwork on defense is incredible. He's got the length and the hand size to contest shots, even if he's closing out late. And he's got the speed to recover and contest shots. And with the length, he can uh, he can challenge shots really well. Not only that, he's got the long arms and the big hands to get steals get deflections, and he's got the smarts and the ability to read passing lanes, and he, I just think Kawhi is one of the best players in the NBA, and the best defender in the NBA. He communicates on defense, he is becoming more of a vocal leader too, and um, what I've seen the Raptors without him and with him, and their defense is elite with him and average without him. So I really think he is the biggest difference maker on defense in the NBA and one of the biggest difference makers on defense in the in the NBA all time. Okay, next we move on to sixth man of the year. And I think the sixth man will again be Lou Williams. Lou Williams, the sixth man usually often goes to a player that serves a microwave role who can score, give a lot of energy, and mostly score, and Lou Williams can score in spades. I can see him having a 50-point game again this year. Um, I can see him averaging around 22 points again this year, and with the Clippers, they'll need him to play a lot because they, they're not that talented of a team, and uh, I see Lou Williams getting multiple opportunities, many opportunities, and he has the handle, the shooting ability, the quickness, and just great talent. And he's a gunner. He will put up points. He will win the sixth man of the year. Now for coach of the year, this one was a tough one. I um, had to think about it between a lot of different coaches. But I got to give it to my man Brad Stevens. And uh, the sets he's running, the ability to coach a team out of a timeout, come up with a play, set his players up with the in the position to succeed, generate open shots, um, switch his lineups around, improve his players, all of that adds up. And I do think the Celtics will finish with a top two, two seed in the East. So Brad Stevens will get his Coach of the Year award this year. 
Okay, and finally, the last award that I'm going to predict is MVP. And this one may be a little bit of a surprise, but I really think this year, people have been saying LeBron, but I think the Lakers will struggle enough, and LeBron will actually not outplay who I'm going to pick. I think the MVP this year will be Steph Curry. And the reason I say that, from what I've played, noticed so far in the Golden State's play, Golden State is depending on Curry more and more. And Curry's ability to get open and his ability to set screens for his teammates and his gravity, his ability to draw double teams, his ability to draw people off the ball to him, and his ability to be used as a decoy is all great, all incredible. But that doesn't even uh, compare to his shooting ability and his ability to score. And I really think he could average over 26, 27 points a game again and average five to six assists. And he's actually been playing some pretty good defense as well. And Golden State will probably finish with the top spot in the West, in the tough West. Steve Kerr um, will help put Curry in great positions. And uh, I see Curry, he's going to be efficient. He's going to probably have a 50-40-90 season again. Um, I see him coming back and winning the MVP, barring injury. So that's it for my awards predictions. Now I want to talk about the playoff race. Who's in and who's out? Well, here's who I have in in the East. In the number one spot, I have the Toronto Raptors. And uh, I see the, the Toronto Raptors are a better team this year than last year. Dwayne Casey is was not that great of a coach I think he was overrated he never had his team prepared for the playoffs especially the Cavs and um his sometimes his team didn't even listen to what he said there were moments in the playoffs where especially in um game four or game three against the Cavaliers where they it was close and they didn't uh they didn't run certain traps and they relied too much on individual brilliance I think but this year I think they'll be even better than they were last year they'll have the top record in the east will they win the east I won't get into that yet but um I see them as the number one spot in the east I think they will have an elite defense I think Kawhi will be a top three player this year and uh Lowry is still Lowry and they still have great pieces off the bench contributing great energy and they will finish with the top record in the east number two i have the boston celtics and the celtics what else can be said about them brad stevens is still one of the best coaches in the nba and he's young the celtics have so many pieces so many so much length so much athleticism so much youth and they can switch a lot on defense they got good principles and philosophies. They're well-coached, fundamentally sound. And uh, they got some underrated players, too. I think Horford will help lead them to an elite defense again. And I think they will meet with the Raptors in the conference finals. And that will be, dis that will be a close one. That will go down to the wire. 
Uh, I won't make my prediction yet, but I do think the Celtics will finish second in the East in the regular season. Third, I have the Philadelphia 76ers. This one's probably not a surprise. I just think they're really talented. Brett Brown's not a bad coach at all. But um, I do think they should start J.J. Redick over Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz's jumper is still trash, to be honest. Just because they've shown some videos of him making a couple consecutive shots does not mean anything. His textbook, his uh, form is not textbook at, by any means. His form is too stiff and too ugly, and I see a little hitch in his shot. And he's losing some of the power and arc on his uh, shot when he shoots because his elbow is doing some weird um, double movement. It's not a smooth stroke. Um, if you watch closely, his elbow is stiff and doing some weird double movement. So I don't think he will. I think he'll still be a bad shooter. I don't think he will be a great free throw shooter either. He'll be a bad free throw shooter for sure, actually, for a guard. Um, as for Ben Simmons, his shooting, he's still shooting with the wrong hand. And his uh, stroke is, again, he's using, he's not relying on his uh, shot technique. He's sort of just trying to flick the ball in with his left hand, trying to flick it in. He doesn't use enough of his arm as a stroke he doesn't shoot it like a stroke he more shoots it like a throw it up there fl flick type shot so I don't think Ben Simmons or Markel Fultz will be good shooters this year but I do think they're just too talented to finish lower than third and Bede is one of the best players in the NBA dominates on the offensive and defensive end he's got great footwork he can do it all he can really do it all and then they've got some solid role players, Covington, Reddick, McConnell, and so on, who will add a lot to the Sixers uh, and their record. They will finish third in the East. Fourth, I have the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, the Milwaukee Bucks are a really talented team. And I think with Coach Bud, they will really improve this year. And they might contend for a crown, or not a crown, a, uh, a conference finals appearance. Giannis is still struggling with his shot. His form is, I've gone over it, his form is not great. He can still dominate the game in so many ways, though. And he's, so far we're a couple games into the season, and he's already put up some ridiculous, monstrous stat lines. I think he is a top two player in the East. Him and Kawhi. Um, and the Bucks have some good pieces surrounding him. They have Brogdon, Middleton, Bledsoe, so on. But uh, I really think the Bucks will be improved with Mike Budenholzer, who is a much better coach. Um, and Budenholzer, he struggled with the Hawks for uh, the last few years, but the Hawks just didn't have the pieces that the Bucks do now. Budenholzer's... Uh, pace and space offense his ability to get uh, players in the right position uh, setting screens at the right angle getting players to be unselfish it's uh, really good and I think Budenholzer is an underrated coach and I think his coaching will be the biggest factor in the Bucks being a top four team in the east and much improved 
Number five, I have the Indiana Pacers. I think they can only improve from last year. Victor Oladipo's settling into his role as a superstar player. Miles Turner just got a contract, and he is going to be better. They have some solid pieces, and um, they I think they'll have a good defense as well. Um, a good defense and a solid offense. I just don't see uh, many teams. I only see four teams better than them in the East. And um, their coach is a good coach, Nate McMillan. And I don't see them contending for a conference crown. I don't see them contending for a title, but I do see them as the fifth best team in the East, record-wise and as a team. Sixth, now this one I had struggles with. I um, wasn't sure who to put in this spot. But I finally ended up deciding on the Detroit Pistons. Now, I'm actually a Detroit Pistons fan. I live in Michigan, so I'm a Pistons fan. But I am not happy with the Pistons at all. I think with the talent the Pistons have, they should be, talent-wise, on paper, they should be a top-four team in the East. But I don't think they will be. I think Dwayne Casey is an overrated coach. Um, his players are never prepared well enough. I think Blake Griffin is past his prime. He, um, I think Andre Drummond still is not gr a great free throw shooter at the line, although he's improved. I think Andre Drummond is just Andre Drummond. He hasn't really improved. He's still a great rebounder, not a great defensive player. The only aspect he's improved in is uh, passing. His shooting is still terrible. I don't know why he's shooting, trying to shoot threes this season. That's basically a wasted possession for the Pistons. I am very critical of this team because I am a fan. But um, they have some talent. Talent-wise, they should be good with Reggie Jackson, uh, Luke Kennard. Yeah, I really think Luke Kennard is all right, actually. Um, Reggie Bullock. Uh, Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, and um, I think John Luer is a key piece that they need back. Ish Smith, um, and I think the Pistons have wasted their draft picks. I see them as a terrible franchise, unfortunately. Uh, this crazy thing that I've heard was that uh, Little Caesars Arena is actually changing the color of the seats because the red seats were are draw too much attention to the empty stands, which is crazy. They're changing them to black. Um, and I think that just embodies the Pistons as a whole. No one wants to see them. They're not going to accomplish anything. They might make the playoffs, but I don't think see them getting even home court advantage. And I don't see them being well coached. Now, I could be wrong because Dwayne Casey is actually not a bad regular season coach. But when it comes down to it in the playoffs he makes the wrong decisions and his teams look underprepared but the Pistons will overcome that and have enough talent to finish it at the sixth spot so they will make the playoffs according to my predictions now number seven spot I have the Miami Heat um I, I think they're a well-balanced team they're a well-coached team they don't have any superstars or anything like that but they're they have some pieces 
and I think they'll have a solid defense, a solid offense, and um, solid coaching. So I see them as a decent team. They won't compete for anything, but I see them as a seventh team in the East. And eighth in the East, I have the Washington Wizards. Now, the, uh, I was debating between the Washington Wizards and the Charlotte Hornets. Kemba Walker so far has been playing out of his mind. But I just don't see the Hornets with enough pieces, um, enough talent. They have a good rookie in Miles Bridges, but who surprised me. Because in college, I didn't think he was that great. But he surprised me. He's been playing pretty well. Um, the Hornets right now, I don't see them as the 8th best team in the East, though. I see the Wizards being ahead of them. Because John Wall and Bradley Beal will make the difference there. Um, and Dwight Howard, I think, actually is a good piece. He's an upgrade over Gortat. And Otto Porter, he needs to get more shots. I think he's super efficient. He's very smooth. And he contributes well on the defensive end. I think he needs more opportunities. John Wall is still John Wall. He's still going to give you the points and assists and speed. And he's still going to struggle shooting. And Bradley Beal is still Bradley Beal. I don't see the Wizards improving much. Um, I see them getting the 8th spot and probably being bounced in the first round. So, on to the West. Number 1, this will come as no surprise. I have the Golden State Warriors. Now, last year the Golden State Warriors did not finish number 1 in the in the West. The Rockets did. And, um, but I don't see the Rockets doing that this year. I think Golden State is too efficient, too well coached, and they want to be considered one of the greatest teams of all time. I think they're too talented. They just have it all. They have the offense and the defense elite on both sides of the ball. And they run in transition. They play an exciting game and I think Steph Curry again will be the MVP this year so I see Golden State finishing first probably not a surprise to many of you second I have the Houston Rockets now James Harden is playing really well of course I saw him uh, yesterday against the Lakers and he actually was playing some solid defense surprisingly he was playing some solid defense. He had one particular play against LeBron where LeBron drove, uh, attacked James Harden. James Harden backed up, did not make contact, but was able to jump and contest the layup, make LeBron miss, and make LeBron complain about the call and ask for a foul to the refs. But he played, James Harden played great defense on that specific play. Um, I think the Rockets, they added Melo. Uh, I don't know if Melo was that great of an addition. He isn't going to be a great player anymore. And he still makes mistakes. And his defense is really questionable. So I didn't, I wasn't a fan of the addition of Melo. But I do think he will add something off the bench. He will add a tiny bit of scoring. And I do think the Rockets are just too talented and they're too well coached 
and Chris Paul is too good, and James Harden is too good for them to fall past the second spot in the West. Number three, I have the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, the Pelicans, I actually think, will have a pretty good defense, and Anthony Davis is still Anthony Davis. He's just a beast. But uh, I like the addition of Julius Randle to give them energy off the bench. Julius Randle, he's been uh, putting up solid numbers, too. I think he'll contribute, and he's just uh, he's just abusive down low, and I like that about his game. I like his uh, ability to use his strength and energy and muscle in shots that really he shouldn't make. So I like that. And uh, Drew Holiday is still Drew Holiday. Um, Miritich has been playing really well to the start of the season. And I see him as a great player. I see him as a great player. He's uh, definitely helped spacing out the floor. He's hot off the shooting the three. I see Miritich as a good player for the Pelicans this this season. And I see them finishing third in the West. Okay, so next at fourth, I had to debate. I had to debate this, but I really think the Utah Jazz will finish fourth in the West. Now, Donovan Mitchell is was a superstar as a rookie, and I think he'll he can only get better. His shooting, actually, I do think he has a problem with his form, uh, shooting wise. He kind of uh gets the ball. Well, he's inconsistent about it. Sometimes his form looks great. Sometimes his form looks like Andrew Wiggins' form. Um, so I do not think he will be a 40% shooter from three this year. But I could be wrong. If he maintains his consistency on his good shot, like when he gets good form and he maintains that consistency, I really think he could be shooting above 40% from downtown. But the Jazz, they have many pieces. They... Beat the Thunder in the playoffs last year. Um, I think the Jazz will have a great defense. They will. I know the Jazz will have a great defense. Rudy Gobert is still anchoring that defense. Derek Favors is a solid piece. Ricky Rubio has improved his shooting. They have uh, good pieces off the bench in um, Jay Crowder and Royce O'Neal and Dante Exum. And I think Joe Ingles is one of the most underrated players in the NBA. He'll probably finish in the top five in three-point percentage again. And he already has dropped some good numbers early into the season. And he's just a hard player to defend. He's got that gravity that will open up space and um, driving lanes for Donovan Mitchell and Ricky Rubio. And I think the Jazz are well-coached as well. The defensive philosophy is great. They open up the floor and spread out the floor for Donovan Mitchell. And uh, Quinn Snyder is a good coach, so the Jazz will finish fourth in the West. Now, fifth, I have the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets are really talented, and they got a lot of young talent. And I think Nikola Jokic will be an all-star this year, and I think he's already a superstar. He had a, uh, last night he had a perfect triple-double, and... I think he is going to be incredibly efficient. He's still going to be a great passer, incredible passer, one of the best big man passers I've ever seen. Um, he, His defense, not great, um, but his rebounding ability and his ability to shoot and be efficient 
and pass and run the offense through him. His smarts and his intelligence will definitely help the Nuggets. And uh, they have some pieces in Jamal Murray, Gary Harris. They got Will Barton coming off the bench. They got um, they got a solid coach in Mike Malone as well. I think the Nuggets will be the fifth team in the West, and they'll be a good team this year. And they'll be much improved. Now, sixth, I have sixth in the West. I have the Portland Trailblazers. And Damian Lillard, I think at this point in his career, he's going to be still Damian Lillard. I see C.J. McCollum still being C.J. McCollum. Um, but I think Terry Stotts is a really underrated coach. And um, he knows how to get shooters into position to succeed and into get shooters open shots, design off-ball screens, and draw attention off of Lillard and McCollum. So, I think Stotts is a great coach. I think one of the pieces that they added that I'm a huge fan of, and he may have found a home in Portland, is Nick Stauskas. Nick Stauskas is an excellent shooter. He's actually got the ability to distribute the ball a bit. Um, he could play uh, both guard positions, and he's got size, he's got a little bit of length, and... He is terrible on defense, but he can be a microwave shooter off the bench that will draw the attention of the defense, open up space, and open up driving lanes for his teammates. I'm a huge fan of Nick Stauskas on the Blazers. Uh, he wasn't, he never played really great on his previous teams, but I think with the right coaching in Terry Stotts, and I think with Lillard and McCollum taking the pressure, off of him I do think Stauskas will be a solid piece for the Blazers and of course they still have Nurkic and Collins and Aminu and so on so I think they will finish sixth in the west now seventh in the west I have the Los Angeles Lakers now the Lakers have started off winless as of this recording but I think LeBron will get them on track the one problem with the Lakers is that they need shooting. I've already gone over that, and I have given my solution to that in Mo Wagner and Svi Mikhailuk. But um, I see some pieces that maybe be misfit together, but all can play different roles. And LeBron is LeBron, so he's going to lead his team to the playoffs. But I think it will be a struggle. I see LeBron having another MVP caliber year, although he will lose the MVP to Steph Curry. LeBron, I think he will improve his shooting because I think he will get open more open shots off the ball um, as Rondo and Lonzo Ball create for him. I think Lonzo Ball really needs to change his form. His form, now, in college, his form was actually good. Now, his form is actually different in college than in the NBA. He's changed his form a little bit. Now, you might not notice that. He's always been a left-eye shooter and a right-hand shooter. But his form is a little bit stiffer in the NBA. He's more throwing it up and focusing less on his mechanics. He seems to be like, oh, okay, I'll do what... He seems to be thinking, I'll do what's always worked for me and chuck it up, but... In college, his mindset seemed to be, let me get my mechanics down. 
and his mechanics were actually solid. He was just a little bit uh, of a left-eye shooter. So I think his mechanics are bad now, and he's still going to be a bricklayer. As for Rondo, he's still going to be a bricklayer. I like Josh Hart. Josh Hart is a solid piece, good defender, good finisher, and a solid shooter. He's got it all. Josh Hart has got it all. Brandon Ingram will improve. Kyle Kuzma will improve. I think Kyle Kuzma has actually struggled with his shot a little bit too. Um, I think when he thinks about his shot too much, he's not a great shooter. But when he's using muscle memory, relying on that, pulling the quick trigger, he's actually a solid shooter. Uh, he wasn't a great shooter in college. So sometimes he may revert back to that. I see... So, yeah, back to Brandon Ingram. He is skinny still, but he's improved his game. He's added the some tools on defense, and I see him being a much improved player. I see him taking some pressure off LeBron. I do think his scoring mentality is a little too much unbalanced with his uh, ability to distribute. I think he likes to score too much, and doesn't look to distribute enough but I do think he will be a pretty good player this year all-star level I don't think he will be some people are predicting that for him I don't see that um but he's still young and he does have the potential as a three-point shooter his stroke is all right he should be average to slightly above average I actually don't see him being an elite three-point shooter um, his game is herky-jerky a little bit. His game is a little smooth, too, in some aspects. I see, I mean, I see him being a pretty good player. But I see the Lakers finishing 7th and 8th. I have, get ready for this, I have the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, they finally got Mike Conley back, and they finally got uh, Marcus Gasol back. And um, I think with those two, they're just consistently going to be lower end of the uh, playoff standings. But they're going to make the playoffs. Now, the reason I have them here instead of maybe the Spurs, the Thunder, or the T-Wolves is um, I see them as a pretty good defense. And they added Jaron Jackson Jr., who I really think will be one of the best players in the NBA soon. He is a stretch four, five, or five. He can defend the rim. He is a great rim protector. He's a good defender. He's got incredible length, great size, and he can shoot it. And um, he's really efficient as well. He's got all the tools to be one of the best players in the NBA eventually. And a multi-time all-star. So I see the Grizzlies being the eighth seed. The Spurs, the Thunder, and the T-Wolves, they all have their flaws that are too much. I think the Spurs rely too much on a player in DeMar DeRozan who doesn't make good enough decisions. And uh, the Spurs aren't really that talented. Other than DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge, their role players are um, they're okay, but they're not, even, like, they're not really that talented. They outplay their talent, of course because Greg Popovich always gets his players to outplay their talent. But they're just not very talented. And the Spurs, I think Greg Popovich is kind of mailing it in, because the Spurs' offense looks 
really stagnant. They get um, too much post play, uh, not enough off ball play, not enough off ball screening and movement, and not great timing either. I see the Spurs struggling this year and missing the playoffs. As for the Oklahoma City Thunder, we all I've already talked about it, but Russell Westbrook and Paul George, they, I see them not making the playoffs. As for the Timberwolves. Uh, they barely made the playoffs last year. I think they'll actually get worse because they will lose Jimmy Butler probably uh, midway through the season, and Jimmy Butler is their be- was is their best player currently and will be past tense their best player once he's traded. Um, now Jimmy Butler is an interesting thing because when he gets traded, he'll probably change the balance of power in. Um, to whatever team he uh, gets traded to. So these standings that I've projected are subject to change for sure. And um, But I think Carl Anthony Towns still cannot play defense. He's still just one-dimensional. He's an offensive player, offensive juggernaut. And I still think Wiggins is overrated. He struggles. His shooting technique is still um, too inconsistent. And not smooth enough. And his wrist kind of flicks inward sometimes. Or doesn't flick straight uh, towards the rim when he shoots. It kind of flicks inward or outward. It's not straight to the rim sometimes. So I see the inconsistencies in Wiggins' game. He's not developed any as a distributor or a defender. Him and Towns might be the worst defensive duo in the NBA. So I don't see the Timberwolves, even though Tom Thibodeau is a solid coach, I just don't see the Timberwolves making the playoffs this year in a loaded West. Now let's get into who do I think will make the conference finals, who do I think will get to the finals, and who do I think will win the championship. Now the conference finals in the East I actually think it's much easier to decide the East. I think it'll be the Raptors and Celtics. I think Kawhi and um, is too good. I think the Sixers will uh, struggle in the playoffs because of Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz's lack of shooting. And I think the Raptors will. I think the Raptors will actually nearly make the finals but I think the Celtics will ultimately beat them out in six or seven games in the conference finals to make the finals I think the Celtics are just too talented too well coached they have too many pieces um in the seven game series they are the out of timeouts matter and it'll be some close games because I really think the Raptors will be better this year than they were last year more prepared for the playoffs and elite defense will help them on nights when they struggle on offense and they have an MVP candidate in Kawhi so I see them as being a much better team this year they will actually make it hotly contested and it'll be a great series but I think the Celtics will advance to the finals now in the West of course, in the conference finals, I'm going to have Golden State. And I see Golden State matching up with the Rockets again. And um, will will it be hotly contested? I think so again. James Harden is just too good to allow 
and I don't think he'll disappear in the playoffs again this year. I think James Harden is too good to allow it not to be hotly contested. Chris Paul is too good, and he hopefully won't be injured again. And uh, the Rockets will have a chance. They still have a prolific offense. Clint Capella is still going to anchor a pretty good defense as well. And the Warriors have an elite offense and elite defense. It's, it's going to be a treat, a real treat to watch. I think the Warriors just have too much. They have the advantage in coaching a little bit, uh, although D'Antoni's a pretty good coach. I think the Warriors just have too much, too many pieces, too much length, and they'll have DeMarcus Cousins back then. And their schemes, especially their defensive schemes, their ability to get Steph Curry out of mismatches and get someone else switched on to defend James Harden or Chris Paul or whoever, I see the Warriors winning in six or seven games. And I think this Warriors team may be the best team of all time. I really do. So in the finals, I actually see the Celtics giving the Warriors a little bit of trouble because they're too well coached. They have so many young pieces, but I think they're too young and experienced. And I think they don't... They After seeing them lose to the Cavs in seven, I'm not sure last year, I'm not sure that they can perform to a high enough level to beat the Warriors. The Warriors have only gotten better, and um, they're finding new and innovative ways. They're always innovating. They're always staying current. They're finding new ways to attack pick-and-roll defenses and new ways to attack um, de any defense. They're getting plays they're stealing plays from euro league even that i've seen like different kinds of pick and rolls and different coverages different personnel they got they just got too much coaching too much ability too much uh solid philosophy and well and fundamentally sound to be beaten by any team and too much talent i really think the golden state warriors will repeat and in the finals, I'd say it'd go six games. I'd give the Celtics two games, and they'll make game six highly contested as well. But I think the Warriors will come out on top. I think this the Warriors will say that this is going to be the toughest year for them um, to win a championship. And I really think it will be because the Rockets and Celtics and Raptors will be really good. I think the Pelicans will be really good as well. And, of course, you can't count out LeBron. So, and the Jazz will be really good, and the Sixers will be really good. So I really think this is the toughest year for Golden State, but I think they're also, this is the year that they're most equipped to handle a year like this and a road to the championship like this. So I think the Golden State Warriors will again win the championship, and I think Steph Curry will be in the MVP. I think he'll have to be in the conversation for one of the greatest players of all time. People underrate him. I really think he's underrated. Even though everyone celebrates him and all the kids want to be him, I still think he's he's that good of a player that he's underrated. Okay, so the last thing I want to cover is who do I think will get be the worst team in the NBA this season? And I think, based on what I've seen so far, I think it'll be the Cleveland Cavaliers again. And I'm projecting them to get the number one overall pick. 
I see them with the number one overall pick selecting R.J. Barrett out of Duke. R.J. Barrett is like Grant Hill to me. He's too well-rounded. He's pretty athletic. He's not a great shooter yet, but he can do it all on the court. He's got length. He's got size. He can play defense. He uh, has vision. And on the fast break, he's incredibly dangerous. In transition, he's incredibly dangerous. So I see the number one overall pick going to the Cavs. If the lottery plays out like that, I see them drafting R.J. Barrett, which they sorely need help at that spot. They just drafted Colin Sexton, who I think is going to be a solid point guard. And he's got that mentality. I really like him as a player. And I really like his mentality, his work ethic. I think he'll be a solid player. But other than Colin Sexton, I think most of their pieces are kind of overrated. Uh, I don't, I'm not a fan of Jordan Clarkson or Rodney Hood. And Kevin Love, he's you, everyone's documented his problems on defense. And the Cavaliers are just too untalented, not well coached enough, and they don't have LeBron anymore. So I see them being having the worst record in the NBA. And I see all the other teams improving a little. Um, I actually don't think I don't see many teams being worse than they were last year, except for the Cavaliers. So. I see them getting the number one overall pick, picking R.J. Barrett, and yeah. So, it's been great, you guys. I've talked about everything I need to talk about. This is String Music, the podcast. I'm your host, Derek Suo, and I'm signing out. Thank you, and good night.